All right, welcome back to another episode of the Chicago Accent Guys podcast. Uh, I'm your host, uh, K. Paul Boyev, uh, and my actual brother, Jimmy the Genius, uh, joins me. Hello, our adoring fans and people. Right, where I think the people actually outnumber uh, the adoring fans. Um, At the moment. Yeah, for the time being, yeah. Um, <laughs> So for today, uh, we got a few things coming up that uh, um, are new. Uh, we're going to have our first guest. And uh, Jimmy, the genius, who is our first guest? Um, well, he could be a mystery guest. He could be Mr. Anonymous guest. Or he could be a man near and dear to our hearts. And could we're he, all three. He could be all of the above, too, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. And he probably will be checking out another box, too, to be determined later. In the spirit of full disclosure here, uh, we did uh, try to have him as a guest at an earlier podcast, but we uh, had what I could only describe as a uh, catastrophic um, failure of uh, to cast pod. Um, so it didn't happen, but it's going to happen today. Uh, he's driving home on the Dan Ryan yeah, he should be uh, with us shortly. Oh, would this be dinosaur, dinosaur Dan Ryan? <laughs> you gave him, you gave him the Dan Ryan. You gave him Ryan as a last name, which maybe he'll be. Uh, it's kind of a subtle dig, but um, I don't think. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the parking lot. Oh, the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy, the genius. How was your day? You had some kind of trouble with your stools. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, my stool was killing me, making my hips hurt. Oh, you're talking about a literal, well, I guess both stools are literal stools, but you're talking about a sitting stool, not a the other kind of stool. Correct. Wow, well, I, I, like, to, I like everything to go downhill with a scatological joke uh, as soon as possible up front so we kind of clear the air, right? That's right, it's forward. you got to get all the bad throws out of the way. So you can just be left with all the good ones. Right. So other than that, your day was uh, pretty normal? It was, as they say, uneventful. So you're not working from home. So since I am working. From home? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you weren't. So you have, uh, no. you have nobody to blame for your seating situation other than your, your own goddamn self. Is that correct? Um, I mean, I could probably think of, I could probably think of a couple of guys, a couple of tree. All right. That must be the phone. That phone. Hello. Is it better to do this on Skype? I'm assuming speakerphone will lead to feedback issues. Well, uh, I have you on speakerphone right now and uh, I have Jimmy on Skype, but we are, we're rolling. So if you're ready to go, we're ready to go. How do you feel? Like about a thousand dollars. About a thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, did you have a chance to pour yourself a drink? I did. Okay, good. All right. Otherwise, I'd feel like a million dollars. I see. <laughs> so that you mean if you didn't have a drink, you'd feel better? No, I think the drink was worth uh, nine hundred and ninety-nine thousand dollars. Okay. Well, I'm glad. 
the pesos. And again, I was told there would be no math. There is no math. There is no math. Only delicious recipes. So will we be uh, will we be kicking off this reading soon, or will he entertain us with a anecdote or something? Well, we didn't really do the we didn't really do the introduction. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this. Well, 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 remember, I think keeping the details to a minimum might be the best approach. Details. So we can say that your name is Dan. We can say that you are our brother, right? No? You can say this is uh, that guy from the southwest side. All right, the guy from the southwest side who's trying to protect his, uh, his reputation for some reason. Is that what it is? You're ashamed of us as your brothers? You're ashamed to have us for brothers, isn't it? No, but I think what the thing is, is that I was asked to come on and I didn't want to have like one of them, you know, vocal uh, maskers on or whatever you guys call them. But I'm about to share a recipe that people like Giordano's and Rica Benny's and Nino's, they don't want you to know about. So I don't want Too them many people to have a bell to ring like that one radio guy used to do when somebody would name drop. So you're worried that, some, that there's going to be a contract out on you if you share this recipe, which uh, is it because it's a stolen recipe or it's your own recipe? No, it's so good. It's better than what you can get at a restaurant. But it does take a little time and a little bit of elbow grease. But you know what? It's worth it. It's like cleaning the garage. You know, you go back, you clean the garage, and you look at it, and you're like, wow, that was a lot of work, but look at this beautiful garage. So it's like, so uh, I, go ahead, I, Jim. I have a question. To, before we get kick things off, this elbow grease you're talking about, will this be going into the recipe, or will this be a figure of speech or a metaphor? A little bit of both. Okay. It sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we all agree that we can we can start uh, with the recipe. Okay, so here's my introduction. Okay. I don't know if this would be a good thing or not, but without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, a dramatic reading of a pizza recipe. Hello, everyone. I would be remiss if I did not provide the preamble to this recitation of a recipe. It's less a reading and more of a recitation and perhaps even for your PhD, your pizza history degree, it might be a dissertation. Now, Dan, it, you know... you, you don't... Hey, hey, I don't know who Dan is. Uh, I, think I mean, he got... Hey, Southwest guy. So... Dave. 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 All right, well... You know, the last time you presented this, I think you, you know, we, we questioned uh, the fact that it was not um, in iambic pentameter. Now you've had a couple of days. Have you converted it to iambic pentameter since we last spoke? I have prayed on that idea, which I thought was brilliant. But I thought that the entertainment value of 
making such a an accessible and delicious recipe uh, presented to the people in the form of Dante's Inferno might detract from its utility. So I've decided to borrow from Ben Franklin's guide, which is to always default into the practical term. So I've changed the order of the recipe, and I have also changed some of the verbiage, as you might say, you know, over there in uh, Florida. You know, so they, so they, you they, refined it, is what you're saying. Uh, I did not refine it. Oh. I adjusted it. It okay. was already beautiful. All right, so the thing about this recipe, again, is that the recitation of the recipe approached the cooking time. Uh, and uh, so in, our, in the interest of uh, reducing that, I'm going to not interrupt you uh, for at least another 30 seconds. I agree. So when we talked, uh, you and uh, Jimmy the Genius kept interrupting me, and... That's fine. I can keep a clear mind across lots of things, including, you know, uh, repeated interruptions. So it's because you may or may not have grown up in the same household as me and Jimmy the Genius. Is that not correct? I believe I knew you guys when I was growing up. I believe I've known you, you two guys, and there's another guy. Uh, I believe I've known you three guys uh, all my life, as far as I know. You're, you always got the hot pizza tips. You're always saying, like... Uh, Hey, you know, you got to go to check out uh, Mickey the Mopes there on uh, Kedzie and 79th Street over by there. And uh, generally, you put me on the trail of good pizza in the past. That place on uh, 111th and Cicero, what's that place called? I love it. Uh, Ninos. Ninos, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's, don't, look, don't look up, don't look down. Just look at your guest, look at your friends and your pizza. <laughs> and, your, <laughs> and your pitcher of beer. Hey, that's a good one, huh? Yeah, yep. Hey, even the beers are important. Yes. All right, hey, well, hey, edit that thing out about Ninos, all right? I love it, you know, but it's a public service announcement, you know? Okay. Okay, so I want to uh, make a disclaimer, which is that normally people on the south side, they, they're not, you know, Reader's Digest days are over, World War II is over. Lots of people get good recipes, and they don't like to share them with people. They like to sort of sit on their secret, their throne of secrets about, like, what makes it so good. Because then, you know what, you show up at a party, you bring your dish, and everybody's like, oh, that's so good. But you know what? I'm going to break. I'm among the Konyashenti. I'm going to break that agreement. Now, are, there a lot of, are there a lot of Konyashenti on the south side? Uh, as far as I know, we don't talk to each other, but, uh, you know, you give the nod, sort of like when you're driving a Harley around, and you give the sort of like... Uh, Everybody knows, right. Yeah, you give like the sort of thumbs up, uh, you know, even with your bottom side, or you, I, I don't know, I think there's something that the people with Jeeps do to each other. Yeah. yeah but, the, but people with Jeeps all are bad drivers, so I, who knows what they're doing. They probably just cut each other off, is my guess. All right, so, again, keeping in with my preamble and my introduction to provide context, 
and I believe I told you fellas a story about this. A, a guy from New Jersey made the most delicious marinara I've ever had in my life. And he said, Dan, or Dave, sorry, this is what you do. You take, you take ricotta cheese, put noodles on top, and then put the hot marinara on top of it, and then sprinkle Parmesan cheese over it. And noodles. In they call that poor man's lasagna. And I was so grateful for this guy because I had no money, but it was, you know, me and, and my lovely Irish wife. Uh, we had this delicious dinner called poor man's lasagna. So we were very grateful. So my beautiful, long-suffering wife made him about four of her secret cheeseburgers that may or may not have had bacon. Who knows? And he was like, these are fantastic. And I was like, oh, they are fantastic. And I said, by the way, that sauce you made us and the idea and the tip for the poor man's lasagna was fantastic. I said, what do you think? Like, I don't know. Like, you know, you do one thing, I do the other. Like, let's make it work. You know, and I was like, so, you know, we, we could give you the recipe and like you give us, you know, a recipe for the New Jersey marinara or Sunday gravy, whatever you people call it. And he looks at me and he like puts his hand up in my face, even though we're friends. And he says, whoa, 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 whoa. No, that's crossing the line. And so I feel like a little guilty in a way. I feel vindictive in a way that I'm going to share a delicious Italian recipe but I also feel exalted, much like Ezekiel had a vision for the people of Israel when they were looking at desolation. So this is and, like a peak experience for you, is what you're saying. Yes, because I, I think that not sharing the recipes that you know are delicious is almost like worshiping a golden calf, which was actually the first reading today this morning at Mass. Don't go blaspheming. Don't go blaspheming. Don't go uh, uh, worshipping in an idolatrolic way a golden calf. Idolatrolic? <laughs> hey, write that down, all right? Hey, let Webster's know there's a new word. Idolatrolic. Yes. We are at the cutting edge of the English language in this show. Couldn't we just say idolatrous? Doesn't that mean the same thing? But go on. It's, le it's less fun to say. Okay. It's, it's like trying to say pusillanimity. Yeah. Right? That means having a short vision and a small soul. Pusillanimity, yes. Yes. Yeah, you're, well, well, yeah, what that guy said. All right, so can I go on? Oh, yes, please. All right, so we got, so people, grab a pen, crayon, pencil, piece of chalk, whatever you got. I know, oh, hey, while you, while you, hey, hold on, hey, Jimmy the Genius, give me a second. While you people are grabbing your pens and your papers, because you got to write this down, I'm telling you, this is going to change your lives. The whole new thing with, like, duct tape or painter's tape and, like, different, like, sort of, a, like, uh, mosaic, like, glass-stained art, I think it's beautiful. It's a great way to get, you know, people to be creative. So keep that up, people. But now, back to business. So here we go. Are you ready? We've been Set ready. 
Okay, well, hey, I was born ready, so I always got to ask. So I got five minutes, and when five minutes is up, I would ask you to raise your hands politely and let me know that I got two minutes left. Okay. So why don't we just tell you you got ten minutes left right now? Because that's too much time. Five minutes isn't enough. Ten minutes is too much. Seven minutes is it's just about right. So you can, can we go back the remainder of your time. Okay. So the good senator from, uh, you know, somewhere out there. I, I, over by there. Guys, the senator yeah, from you, over by there. Hey, how do you guys know, just real quick before I get into it, how do you know which way is like north, west, east, and south when you're in Florida? I always get lost. It's fun. There's no lake. There's like two. It's like a peninsula on an angle. Oh, yeah. It's like. It's like driving on Ogden Avenue or well, Archer Avenue. There's no lake. We got something called the Gulf of Mexico that is also a body of water that helps orient a lot of people. Yeah, I only okay. golf on Sundays. Also, there are two streets that run perfectly north and south and east and west, and we use those as our compass points. I mean, it's not like Boston. Although there's a large body of water uh, adjacent to Boston as well that helps orient people. These large bodies of water are awfully convenient. Yeah. I heard Boston is a wreck to drive in. They got them all those uh, roundabouts that they brought in from uh, Ireland. Yep. It's like yeah, and you never know. You like you don't know like who, who where's this guy going? Is he going straight? Is he taking a right? Nobody uses a turn signal. So I don't know. I'll take you know Southwest Highway is about as confusing as it can get. Archer, at least, is kind of like a, a, a hippopotamus. So, well, Boston is kind of laid out like they call it the hub. So it's kind of uh, got cow cow paths that radiate out from a central hub, much like a pizza, if you will. It sounds more like, if you will, to uh, be uh, conversational. More like an explosion where things are continually updated as the particles slow down in velocity from the initial explosion. Yes, I would need a pie chart to explain it, um, but the subject matter at hand is um, uh, rapidly receding in the rear view and side view mirrors. Uh, as I am losing my train of thought here, I thought we were talking about a pizza recipe. We are, and that's a good segue bringing up the pie chart because we're about to talk about the most delicious deep dish pizza pie you'll ever make, eat, look at, smell, and uh, put on Instagram. So let me know when my five. Let me know when my five minutes starts. And then remember to give me a two-minute warning when it ends. I think you're you've already uh, chewed up your five minutes. Do you need an addition? Do you need an additional five minutes? All right. So uh, you know, I know you're a very intelligent guy, uh, but I assume that means go. Yeah. <laughs> In a roundabout way. Ingredients: oven preheated to 425 to 450 degrees. But you know what? You got like four hours, as you'll see in a second, so don't worry about that right now. Of course, you're going to need homemade pizza, though. You're going to make that first. Earlier in the day, 
prior to you even worrying about all the rest of the stuff. So hold that thought. Cast iron grill greased well with butter. Butter, people, yeah, use it, use it, use butter. Come on, don't don't be a wimp. Sprinkle it with a dust of cornmeal and sugar, and you be generous with the corn with the coating of the cornmeal. Like don't it, it doesn't have to like be like the buttes of Idaho, but like just sprinkle it so there's a generous coating. And the sugar should be about maybe a quarter, you know, a little less than you do with the cornmeal, and maybe a fourth of it. Uh, and you want to do that because it's just enough of a di- difference. It'll make just enough of a difference in your crust, and it'll actually caramelize when you cook your crust, but no one will have any idea what you just did to them. And they'll be like, what the heck's your secret? And they'll be like, hey, no. You need to listen to the podcast if you want to know my secret. Then you want a pound to a pound and a half of cheese. Hey, salt wet side, no such thing as too much cheese, oh? I love you, honey. I think you're the bee's knees. Hey, if that line ain't cheesy, then there is no such thing as too much cheese on the salt wet side. Were you talking about the cheese that you love? Okay, so... uh, uh, speaker, can you please pause the timing on my uh, floor-appointed time while the senator from Florida asks me a question? The senator from over by there uh, will be recognized uh, for five minutes. Five additional so, minutes. When you say you love, is that you love cheese, or is you directing that to somebody in particular? It was more like a... Um, a simile, if you will. The similarity between uh, the cheesy line of saying he or she is the bee's knees or I think they're fantastic, they can do no wrong, or oh, can I comb your hair for you? If that's not cheesy, and don't forget, I... I, I wear a fake head of hair by admission. That's why I'm Dave. <laughs> All right, so we're somewhere in the trackless waste of making a crust. No, no, yeah, no. We we just got done. Okay. Buttering the cast iron griddle, low right. temperature, sprinkling it with cornmeal, and then about a quarter of that is going to be sugar, just table sugar, nothing fancy. Okay, just a dusting. Then you get a pound to a pound and a half of cheese. Personally, I'm a Southwest Sider. I like mozzarella, chihuahua, and grated Parmesan. Okay? Then you want to get about a half pound or a three-quarter pound of some kind of meat. Sausage, bratwurst, meatball mix, whatever. Shout out to S&P Provisions because this recipe for the dough is based on theirs. But, of course, I made it better. S&P Provisions, is that that place over on Kedzie and 111th? Uh, yeah, in between uh, Kedzie and uh, Pulaski. Oh, but on 111th or 95th? That's 111th. Okay. Yeah. So, can we please have a, a moment of silence for Casimir Pulaski? Yes. When is Casimir Pulaski Day anyway? We should celebrate that. We should have a special podcast dedicated to the man. It depends on who you're asking, because some people that I know, 
think it's every day. Oh! And, yeah, there's some confusion with the Gregorian calendar, I think. Um, but, uh, all right, well, we'll figure that out later. Yeah, yeah. No, hey, hey, you know what? Live every day like it's Casper Plask Day. <laughs> You know, when I was in grade school, we used to celebrate Cashmere Pulaski Day. And you'd wear a sweater. Of course, or a cashmere scarf. Or socks. That's my, hey, that's what, when, when that Polish Led Zeppelin cover band came out with that song, that was brilliant. Um, I'll have to Google that, I guess. Yeah. No, don't, don't do that. And, and certainly don't click on Google Images. So anyway, before I was forced to be digressed by digressions. By your own mental illness. <laughs> I, I was talking about meats, meats in your pizza. Okay. So the other thing is very important is vegetables. I like to use a sweet red pepper, maybe a diced shallot, and a cup or two of spinach. As we call on the south side, spinach with a J or a G and an E, but a lot of people like to pronounce the CH. I don't know why, you know, I, I just say spinach, you know, sort of like, Hey man, them records you were playing were like some mad spinach. I, like, I prefer the uh, Popeye pronunciation, which is spinach with a K. But I, might have to, uh, I might have to adopt that because yeah. I remember I used to hang out with some guys and uh, instead of saying the word, uh, so parents put the earmuffs on the kids and saying that, well, I, I can say it, the S word, you know, S-H, you know, whatever, whatever. Sure. We, would say, we would say shit. And that wasn't a swear word. No. It was technically spelled S-H-I-T-K. I think Popeye does it, he pronounces it spinach because he wants it to rhyme with finish. I'm strong to the finish because I eats me spinach. And it wouldn't rhyme if he didn't have the K at the end of spinach. So is, was he, he, he was Finnish? Oh, Popeye? Yeah. I don't know, he was uh, some kind of maritime guy. I don't know, he was. Or was he competing against the Finnish? So he's saying I'm strong to the Finnish, like he's. Wants to make sure he knows that the fin the people of Finland know he's strong. Uh, technically, don't offend well, don't offend the Finns because they are technically a Baltic people like ourselves, and uh, we want to stay on the good side of them because they're such great snipers. You don't want to you don't want to piss off a race of snipers. You know, a country full of crack marksmen uh, is not somebody you want to go like pissing off. Yeah, that certainly won't offend them as characterizing them as a nation of snipers. <laughs> and skiers. They're really the biathletes that come out of Finland. Uh, hey, I don't care who you love. You want to be a biathlete or whatever, you know, I love you anyway. Okay. All right, so can we go on? <laughs> yes, of course. Okay, Please. so now I went, I went through, you need the dough, the cheese, the meat, and the vegetables. Now here's the dough. It's going to take about 15 minutes for you to make, but you're going to have to wait for four or five hours, which is awesome. Because that means you can go to the store, or if you're like me, like just kind of hang out and have a couple drinks, 
look at your garage that you just cleaned and like admire it. Look outside, check the mail, you know, like look at your shoes, say, hey, you know, I mean, I slip these shoes on and off, but they're tie shoes. Like, should I tighten the knot? Things like that. Come up with something to do. But in the meantime, before you can do any of that, you must do this. Four cups of all-purpose flour. One and two-third cups of warm water. Lay it all out, baby. Three cups, three-fourths of a cup of canola oil. Use canola oil, people, for God's sake. America. Three to four teaspoons of active yeast. Just under two packs of the yeast that you buy, or if you want to be thrifty, Buy one of them jars of yeast if you use a lot of uh, yeast, you know, bread and so on and so forth. Two teaspoons of sugar, two teaspoons of salt. All right, right, people? Now get ready. Get your seatbelt on. Get your helmet on. Lick your pencil, provided it's not, you know, lead. It's just graphite like most pencils are nowadays. Or if you got an eraser made, like, scratch it on the paper to make sure it's not going to like run out of ink you know and if you're writing with an eraser mate grab another one because we're probably going to run out of ink like halfway through this so I'll wait in my head I'm going to hum um uh I don't know something some about the Corinthians because I heard they were nice people alright now we're done all right, step one, add yeast and sugar to one cup of warm water. Mix gently gently in a separate bowl, wait 10 minutes. What you're making, people, is a yeast, sugar, warm water slurry. slurry. Not a slurpy, a slurry. You're not going to drink this, but if you do, that's fine. If you need to lose some weight, maybe, you know, whatever, you're stopped up. You could probably down this and you'll be good, but I wouldn't recommend it. Just set it aside, okay? Hey, uh, hey, uh, Dan or Dave, I, I I hate to interrupt, but I'm coming up on a hard commercial break. So uh, let me roll this commercial, okay? Jimmy the Genius, you ready for a commercial? I, uh, mercifully, yes. Okay, so Denver Dance for when you can't stand to not have meat in your hand. Jimmy the Genius... What are you looking for in a compact, portable, dried meat product? Um, tastiness and convenience. That's right, texture. In extensively taste-tested industry literature, Denver Dan's brand was consistently ranked in the top five, which is near the top. That's tops in texture. Uh, and it's one better than the top six. So... Thanks for sharing that. You look like a smart guy. So let me ask you, besides texture, why does the consumer of compact, portable, dried meat products desire, or sorry, what does the consumer of compact, portable, dried meat products desire most in a compact, portable, dried meat product? Taste and convenience. That's right, value. And that's why you'll find at least three aisle end caps at your neighborhood all these days. Dominic's and Jules, totally stacked with Denver Dan's brand products, including chicharrones. Denver. Foods anytime soon. Oh well, why is that? Well, you mentioned Dominic's, and Dominic's is not in—they're uh, not around anymore. Denver Dan's for when you can't stand not to have meat in your hand. All right, Dan, go or Dave, go back to you now.
a moment of silence for Dominic Era. Yeah. With the closing of that of the Dominics. Yeah, that's true. Nobody was hey. happy about that. Now we, we can say the jewel, but we can't say the Dominics. Right. Right. How did you like that ad copy? That's the thing, man. The lifeblood of of uh, podcast is ad money, and we're gonna approach IKEA and maybe you know uh, a few other firms. Patreon is a big source of money for these podcasts too. But uh, my strategy is show them what a great job we do with commercials, and then sell sell them ad ads and stuff. And I'll write the ads. I'm not afraid to write an ad. No, it, you're really good at it. Oh, you, you did a good job. Oh, thank so, you. Is is the uh, so? Are we back on the air? Is the commercial uh, done? Yeah, or yeah, we're going? back to uh, we're back to your uh, saga. Oh, okay. Sorry. So to repeat, people, four cups of AP flour, one and two third cups of warm water, three quarters cups canola oil, three to four teaspoons of active yeast, two teaspoons of sugar, two teaspoons of salt. And now you're ready to rumble. Add yeast and sugar to one cup of water. Mix gently in a separate bowl. Wait. Be patient, people. Five to ten minutes. Let the yeast do its job. In a separate bowl, preferably with a mixer, add flour and salt to the mixer bowl. Gently. Mix. Gently. Add canola oil. Add your slurry, which is comprised of water, yeast, and sugar. And that yeast is feasting on the sugar now, making its gases, making those bubbles in your dough, which will make it airy and delicious. Turn your mixer on low. You can use a bread machine as long as it's low. Nothing flying at you. It's not cranial skull surgery as like a neuro-otologist would be used to. There should be no bones flying at you. There should be no aerosol. There should be no endoscopy. It should just be you (laughs) and your bowl of wonderfulness mixing on low. And you add the water. Remember, I said one and two-thirds cup of warm water. You only use one cup. That means, I know there was no math, but you have two-thirds cup of warm water left. Add it gently to the mix as the dough is mixing. And when it pulls free, like the people who were set free by Moses, when he separated the Red Sea with his staff and uh, administrative helpers and uh, the teachers and everything else, then you know it's done. So now get a big bowl. you got to oil that bowl. Oil that bowl. What? What? Oil that bowl. Oh, oh. Oil that bowl. Put the dough into the bowl. Put the dough into the bowl. I'm not a rapper, but do it. But make sure you oil the bowl first. And then gently press it down into sort of a frisbee-like shape. And then cover it. Saran wrap and a towel. It it doesn't have to be anaerobic. Like what kind of towel, Dan? Uh, Like a beach towel? Beach towel. Hand towel, paper towel, um, call it gym towels from like high school. Gym towel, gym yes. towel, yes. yes, but not a flushable wipe. 
So now you're done. Now you got four or five hours to wait. That dull is going to get bubbly and it's going to grow in size like the blob. What happened to Dan? Is he still with us? Oh, sorry. Yes. The dull almost overtook me. Ah. Once four to five hours transpires, take the dough out, take about half of it, and put it onto like some parchment paper that has been generously lined or sprinkled with flour. Roll it out to a delicious circle that is roughly five to seven inches larger in diameter than your cast iron griddle. Now, what is the thickness of the dough? Is is that about, an important a, about a quarter inch. I know this is a lot of math again. About a quarter inch, you know. Like if you like were to poke it, it would uh, cover about like half your pointer finger's fingernail. I think anybody who's ha- had a pizza knows how thick the, the crust should be. Well, that's a, a matter of great battle on the south side because we like the cracker-thin crust. And then you get like a you get like all these places on the north side. They're like, oh, we make thin crust, and you go and you get thin crust, and it's like, no, dude, this is like thick crust. I want like cracker thin, like foxes, mamas. I don't really like Vito and Nick's, but you know they're okay. Now you we're know, you know uh, we are based in uh, Florida, so when you say cracker thin, there's a lot of connotations there that I don't know that we want to you know embark upon. Hey, oh, you're in Florida. Hey, you're in Florida. They ain't, there ain't a bunch of cracker thin. There's a bunch of thin crackers. Oh! It's like Waffle House. I mean, you know, should it be about the thickness of like a, um, I don't know, like a like a, a piece of toast? Uh, no, it should be thin, like almost like a tortilla. Okay. But again, to insult the good people of Florida, with all the help. <laughs> All the homeless people there in the, you know, in the trailer parks and everything, they got a home. You know what that home is called? Florida. The Waffle House. The Waffle House. All right, so <laughs> now, now that we've, now we have a dwindling number of fans after that, I think we got, like, we've gone from maybe 12 people who listened to the last podcast. I'd be surprised if more than six are still listening, but those Come listeners... People come back. It's a joke. Come on. Yeah, those listeners are going to be in for a treat once they try this recipe, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If they if, if they have the attention span to listen. So hold on. You got the dough. You're rolling it out. Okay. Now, now the dough is rolled out. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. So just like let it sit there. Now it's time for the sauce. So you get 15 to 20 ounces of crushed tomatoes. I prefer cento, and I know uh, our glorious host prefers tomatoes from the San Marzano region of yes, Italy. But I think Cento is from San Marzano, if I'm not mistaken. I, I gotta look I'll gotta I'll go read a label a little later. I will uh, issue I will issue an addendum or an erratum if if it turns out that uh, San Marzano Cento is not from San Marzano. So, so now I gotta call it Cento. You call it whatever you want, man. I mean, the, the whole thing about this podcast is uh, the strange pronunciations that are found on... Uh, I like Cento, but it's, you know, like C-E-N-T-O. That's like people who call them the Boston Celtics, and you really should say Celtics when you pronounce that word, but 
you know, they give them a little leeway. Right, so I am the recipient of that leeway. Of some license. I appreciate that. Or in his case, licenses, plural. Because I, I think it's licensees. Well, you would, yes, definitely. You would. All right, we're, get, we're getting we're getting mired in in trivia here. Let's let's not have okay, a let's pedantic. Go back, hey, let, let's go back to the sauce. Okay. Fifteen twenty ounces crushed tomatoes, two tablespoons of olive oil, pinch or so of crushed red pepper. Be careful. Oh. Three quarters of a tablespoon of oregano. You know, I don't like oregano a lot, but I like a little. Uh, one tablespoon of basil. Love basil. A tablespoon of minced garlic. Me, I'd probably put two in there. Uh, a little bit of black pepper, maybe a half to one teaspoon. Three to four teaspoons of Parmesan, a pinch of cayenne pepper. A diced shallot. Use the shallot, people. Come on. It's, it looks like garlic, but it's actually an onion. The Jean shallot? The Jean shallot, yeah, of, of, of pizza. And then maybe a, a diced pepper, red, green, orange, yellow. I know there's a lot of people out there who are like, green peppers suck. Hey, that's fine. But, you know, there's like three or four other colors that you can use, people. What about, what about pineapple? Hmm. Yeah, you want to move to Hawaii and like <laughs> put a pineapple on a pizza? Hey, I'm just then, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, then we'll, you can come back with your pineapple pizza and we'll kick your ass. Yeah. How about seafood? Can you sorry, put seafood? I'm sorry. You can edit that out. I don't want to be offensive to people. I will. Uh, I will put a strange sound uh, there. Perhaps yes, like a, a duck. Like pineapple. Like like. Like uh, put like a bleep it out maybe. I could, or I or I might forget to do that. I, I'm not making any promises. All right. Well, it might make me look good because you said like pineapple on pizza, which I think is offensive. <laughs> and if you if you bleep it out when you say it, they might think it's like uh, like a profanity, on. like like somebody uttered a profanity, which you yeah. Know. Okay. Okay. All right. So hey, take all that in a saucepan boil it mix it occasionally and you want to simmer it uncovered to reduce that means to boil out the water right so that the chunks in the sauce come out and the water of the sauce go away that's how you that's how you're gonna make a good pizza sauce so when the sauce is done you'll know it because one there's less water, and two, the peppers and the shallots and whatever else you put in there are as soft as the crushed tomatoes from Cento or San Marzano or whatever, however you say that. And you want a slight chunkiness, right? Hey. So you want like a you slight. want like it you want like a Robert e, uh, Roger Ebert sort of chunkiness to go with your Jean shallots. I would go with uh, the Zach Arafanakis guy. Oh, Zach, uh, Between Two Ferns guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a little, you know, he ain't skinny, but he ain't, you know. He's husky. He's husky. That's we would say husky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, hey, the guy who likes oversized shirts, That's you want your sauce to be, I don't know, hey, there's no need to put a picture of me, but you want your sauce to kind of look like me. <laughs> and I, and, oh, that's a visual. And, hey, <laughs> yeah. It's delicious. If, if your listeners want, I can send them pics. Oh, yes. 
So set aside this. Look, you got you got into trouble sending picks that one time, so I would not advise you send any more picks of it, of anything. I've since changed my identity, so <laughs> I I think uh, the statue of limitations is uh, salute the statue of limitations, but she has certainly run out at this point. So now here we go. Are you people ready? Lick your pencils. You know. Test your crane and your pens, make sure. Because here, now, we all, we got the ingredients. We got the meats, the vegetables, the cheese. We got the sauce that's now cooled. And now we got the dough. This is four or five hours since we began. Not this conversation. Right, I was going to say, since we began this podcast? Yeah, well, whatever. I, I, I won't call in again. I got a friend who can call in. He's a lot more, he's a lot, he's a lot more pithy. Oh, well, we didn't we didn't hire you because you were pithy. Oh well, thanks. I I plan to earn every dime I'm not getting. <laughs> right, we plan to pay you exactly every single dime you have earned. <laughs> so if you recall, I requested <laughs> that you take about half the dough and roll it out into about a quarter thick circle that's roughly. Uh, five to seven inches larger in diameter than your cast iron griddle, right? And so you've already done that. Now it's ready as the sauce is cooling off. Roll it onto the rolling pin and then roll it back in to the cast iron griddle. And then you want to tuck it in, right? Like I I know my uh, visual nature of description was uh, a little bit appalling to, to one of the hosts the other day, but... You want to roll that crust into the cast iron griddle, and you want to tuck mm-hmm. it in much like you would tuck in, let's say, a two- or three-year-old toddler, right? Good yeah. night, good night, whatever you want to say. You can sing to it. It'll sing back to you. Tuck it in. Throw it in the preheated oven. You want to par-bake that crust, because if you don't par-bake it, it's going to get soggy when you put in all the ingredients. So par-bake it about 15 minutes 425 to 450 degrees, 15 minutes, right? So that'll let your sauce cool off. In the meantime, you got everything else, your cheese, your vegetables, your meats. Don't put in cooked meat. People, don't do that. I will find you. I will find you. I'll smell your pizza. I'll say, you put cooked meat in there. You're like, you won't make good. And I'll say, it's because you did not put raw meat in your pizza. Don't, don't take me yell at you. Don't put cooked meat in your pizza. This is the angriest recipe I've ever heard read in a podcast. It's about to get a lot less angry. Yes, we need joy. We need we people yes. people associate, you know, good dining experiences with, you know, yes. joy and stuff. Sorry. You know, I I get a little excitable sometimes when I especially when I'm talking about pizza. So I apologize. And truth be told, I I, I kind of tried to trigger you with the whole pineapple thing. So I I get it. I understand. I'm partially yeah. culpable here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the uh, the the gas lamping or the ass lighting, whatever they call it. Yep. So you roll the dough. Now it's in. It's par baking. Take it back out. Take yourself a spoon, oiled or floured, whatever you know your preference is. Push all the bubbles down, tuck that 
just like a child who wakes up in the middle of the night, tuck the pe- par-baked pizza dough back into the cast iron griddle. Go back to that thing about the oiled spoon, remember? Uh, that was kind yeah, of a... Yeah, that, uh, that I, I believe, you know, the, 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 the FCC came to my house the other day. Oh. And so we couldn't, I, I can't, uh, you know... I have, to, I have to list it as an option rather than as a direction. Right, because oiled spoon, I mean, the implications make me nervous. Well, that was the name of my band in college. The oiled spoon. Did, yeah, oiled spoon, and you know who we opened up for? Um, nope. Free Willy. <laughs> that made Jimmy the Genius laugh, but I don't get it. I'll be honest. <laughs> so now the... Par-baked crust is in the cast iron griddle. You've tucked it back in after getting up. Get rid of all those air bubbles. Now, here's the point, people. This is how you're going to get that beautiful, buttery-looking, yellow look to your pizza dough. Brush every square micron with olive oil and be generous. Don't be a stingy stooge. Brush it with olive oil, right? Remember, you got the butter and the sugar on the other side. Now you want to have the oil on the crust side. And when you do that, then you put the cheese in. Push it down gently, like uh, I believe uh, Jimmy the Genius referred to it as scaring a guy who owes you a bunch of money by like putting a pillow over his face when he's sleeping. Not killing him, but sending a message. That's what you want to do to the cheese. Then you put the vegetables on, and then you put the sausage on, right? Or the meat, whatever meat you want. And then on top of that, it's got to be the sauce. Top it with the sauce. It's not deep dish Chicago if it ain't topped with the tomato sauce, the crunchy, chunky tomato sauce that looks like the tomato version of Zach Arafanakis or whatever that guy's name is. Galifianakis, I believe. What'd you say? I think it's Galifianakis. God bless you. He's He's a Greek gentleman. What's his name, though? Zach. Galifianakis. You sound sound sick. No, the Fern guy. Oh, you're saying his name? Yeah. When you say his name, he sounds like a cough and a sneeze at once. Look, you know, the Greek mafia can put a contract on your fucking head just as easily as the Italian mafia, so, you know, just just tuck that away. Just kind of... Greeks don't like Italians, so they're certainly not going to listen to a podcast. Uh, let's not, let's not b- draw broad generalizations about ethnic conflicts. I think we can safely say that there's some dispute between the Greeks and the Turks. Um, but outside of, like, you know, the restaurant industry, uh, I think the Greeks and Italians, they share a common heritage, and they, they, um, they are extremely uh, harmonious and... Uh, uh, they both have great national cuisines, and uh, please don't put a contract out on my brother's head. I mean, not my brother, but you know, the plausibly deniable guy that is giving us this recipe uh, should not get whacked because of some careless statements he's made about um, the Greeks. No, I love the Mediterranean people. They're culturally and biologically inbred. And so. and, and even though, like my brother, I mean, the guy, the plausibly deniable guy. Uh, is um, patronizing the fuck out of the Greeks right now. Please, still, just talk to me before you put a contract out on on his head because I can probably, uh, hopefully, mitigate the circumstances. 
Yeah, they'll still yell anyway. True. Alright, back to pizza. Sheesh. So take that pizza now that you've tucked the cheese in, the vegetables, then the meat, then the sauce on top. Sprinkle it with Parmesan and then drizzle it with a little bit of olive oil. Throw it in the oven, 425, 450, about 50 to 70 minutes. That's, yeah, people, that's why you got to wait this long at a restaurant to get a deep dish pizza because it takes a long time. Come on. It takes longer than this podcast, if you can believe it. Everybody who's had a, a good Malnati's or, you know, the, the uh, deep dish um, uh, Giordano's, they're, they're going to be familiar with the wait. Yep, yep. And then that's it. Wait, and then if your crust burns but you don't like the way the middle is cooked, put foil on your crust to protect it oh. from the environment while the middle cooks, you know, sort of like, uh, like the poles. Right, like the, the poles. The, you know, the poles, poles versus the Lithuania. No, I'm sorry. You mean the, like the North Pole and the South Pole? Oh, that kind like, of pole. Yeah, energy is sort of uh, in uh, dynamic equilibrium between the poles over the course of the season. So, you, so you want to use the middle of your pizza as an equator, and the crust of your pizza as like the ozone layer. So, if it gets too hot put aluminum foil on it while the, you know, equatorial zone continues to cook. And then when it's done, you're going to smell it and you're going to be like, whoa. But you got to let it sit for 10 minutes because if you try cooking it or try cutting it right out of the oven, it's just going to spill onto you. Oh, yeah, it's just going to be like pizza soup. Yeah, you don't want that. So wait 10 to 15 minutes, people. I mean, practice a little self-control. For for once, and and thank you for the uh, thermodynamics lesson that sort of segued into a uh, uh, earth science culinary um, um, I don't know tour de force. Um, it, so so you put it in the oven and then you take it out and then you don't uh, cut it for a while and then you cut it and you enjoy it, right? Yeah, that's about it. And and enjoy it with family. You know, or, you know, have a couple drinks, talk about it, and then, you know what, this is only a canvas upon which you will paint your ultimate masterpiece, but it is my honor to have shared my recipe for a canvas upon which one day you might paint your piece of masterpiece. Well, plausibly deniable uh, Southwest... uh suburbs guy uh who's not related to me or jimmy the genius and certainly is not named dan uh thank you very much for um for that uh recipe um i think that um much like the last time um i am raring to go at trying this thing it sounds delicious um right now uh, with the cold virus by, by the way you can adapt this to a keto friendly by using cauliflower crust, but you will have to figure that out yourself. Hold on. But, uh, what? No. Uh, no, 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 no. Don't play the buckets with the drumsticks. I, I got no money, man. Uh, what? Okay, no, no, no. All right, I gotta go. Hey, All right. Uh, uh oh. What thing? Right. Hold on. All right. Are you guys still there? Yeah, we're still here. All right. Uh, I'm 
in trouble, I gotta go. I'm getting chased. I'm going like, uh, hold on. I'm at like, uh, 63rd and Stony Island. Uh, alright, alright, it's good. Alright, I got all green lights so far. Can I let you guys go so I can go 120 miles an hour? Oh, yes, my friend. Thank you very much. Alright, stay safe, Florida. Alright, thank you. Love you, Southside guys. Love you, man. Bye. Alright, so while Dan is pursued by invisible enemies that only he can see, uh, what did you think about that recipe? Well, there were certain things that were a gift to humanity. And, that, and that was not one of them. Or was it? Um, the Hobbit, the Lord <laughs> of the Rings, Mike Ditka press conferences. Dad is close. Um, that is Ish. close, yes. And and the thing is, the, po- the proof is in the pie, right? I mean, if you make this recipe and if it's tasty... Um, it, this entire fiasco will have been worth it. Yeah, and uh, if you make this recipe and it does not uh, turn out to be tasty, you obviously screwed something up. So as it stands right now, um, we're, we've exceeded one hour of podcasting here, and uh, I suspect there's going to be some heavy ev- editing um, yes, kind of like that Simpsons episode where they framed Homer. Yeah, well, the last time we had a podcast, I said I was going to edit some stuff out, and I never really got around to it. I think that I'm going to have to edit this one down. That is going to be a Herculean effort. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, there's a couple things to review here. Um, in, in closing, I'll let you do the closing as you, as you usually do. Uh, but, uh, what we accomplished today is, uh, our first guest, um, and, uh, we also had a recipe that, uh, you know, that's what this podcast is all about is like, you know, bringing the taste of the South side out to, uh, you know, people who don't know about it. And, um, we also had our first, uh, commercial, you know, ad copy that I read, uh, which is, you know, our main selling point for this entire podcast is how many friggin' uh, units we can move when it comes to your advertising dollar coming to me and Jimmy the Genius in in our wallets, right? Yes. So we're I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, we're we're holding out for the uh, IKEA dollar or the Krona or whatever the Swedish currency is. we got to consult our friend Eric Beck about Swedish currency and the exchange rate and all that other kind of thing. But uh, but that's in the works. Yes. And so I would like to close this podcast out with the fact that we apologize for the verbal audio assault that came in the shape, form, inspector, of a pizza recipe. Yeah, so... Although it was entertaining. It had its moments, just basically like anything that we do. Um, we will uh, see what it what the final product looks like once I get it, sort of... Uh, once I apply the... Uh, you, you know, it used to be you'd, you'd apply a razor blade to tape back when things were taped. 
but this here uh, with uh, non-destructive editing and uh, digital audio uh, workstation software um, I'll work a little magic maybe I'll add a little effects and the other thing uh, is maybe we need bumper music that's the other thing I've been thinking about well maybe we could create some we could you know they're both musicians true actually I would uh, so that might be something we think about for uh, the next go round. yes because I think we have tried all the patience that is humanly possible for now in our rapidly dwindling fan base, which never really started out uh, very large in the first place. In fact, some question the existence of a fan base at all for this podcast. I don't agree with that. There's at least one or two people who suffer from insomnia. That's true. So we might end up having um, more fans someday, but whoever uh, whoever's listening to this podcast, we love you. And... Uh, um, We'll we'll do better next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is that it? Is that a wrap or what? What else? I'm getting hungry. It's like dinner time. Dan was talking about um, pizza. Uh, that made me hungry. Uh, Sounds like the fries are done. The fries? No, that's Dan texting me apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we should, uh, I think that's a wrap for tonight. Yeah, that's a wrap. Next uh, next time we'll uh, have another guy um, with a decent uh, South, well, Chicago accent, basically. Uh, we don't know who that's going to be, but um, uh, everybody uh, stay safe out there. You know, practice social distancing. Have some uh, hand uh, sanitizer on you at all times. And let's regroup here uh, maybe a week. It's, it was about a week since our last podcast, so maybe it'll be another week. Who knows? We could be dead. Uh, not me. But, no? You know, some people could be. Yeah, I mean, we could all be dead. I mean, you could be dead, too. Uh, or on a ventilator. I guess. I, I mean, hey, you know, anything's possible, right? Well, one thing that's not po- possible is doing a podcast while you're intubated on a ventilator. Oh, I'm sure the uh, the gurgling would be highly entertaining. And there's a first for everything. Yes. All right. Well, so, thank all you, ventilator uh, manufacturers. Now is a perfect time to get the word out to the peoples. And we're not above doing advertisements for ventilator manufacturers either, I might add. No. Even if you've got a plunger, if you've reinvented the plunger, let us know. Used to work plumbing. We'll be sure to give your product the world. Like the Dyson guy, the Dyson vacuum cleaner guy. I see that he's made a he's made a, a you know a rapidly uh, manufacturable ventilator. We would welcome uh, advertising dollars from the Dyson Corporation. That's all I'm saying. Yes, I agree. Yeah. All right, well, um, I think that's a wrap, Jimmy the Genius, from uh, me and uh, uh, my brother from the same mutter. Uh, uh, We are uh, the Southside Accent Guys podcast, and uh, thank you for listening once again.